You know, your name represents who you are. Who is Jesus Christ? He is love. He is mercy. He is grace. He is powerful. That's why when you speak the name of Jesus, the demons have to flee. That's why when you speak the name of Jesus, peace comes into your life. When you speak the name of Jesus, you come into the presence of Almighty God because that's who He is. He is love and He is mercy. He is grace today. His name is all-powerful. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for joining us online to honor the name of Jesus Christ. We praise you, Lord. Father, I pray that you will just speak to every heart this morning. You'll speak to every life. This is a day that you have made, and we're going to rejoice. We're going to be glad in it that you give us the privilege to proclaim the name of Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Wow. What a powerful name it is. God is so good to us this morning. It's good to be with you. My wife and daughter, I left them in Utah. We didn't all sit on the plane. So we, we put our feet in and said, bubblegum, bubblegum, and I, I won. So I got to come back. They'll be back this week, and uh, we look forward to that. But thank you, worship team, Krista and the team, for leading us this morning. We appreciate that so, so very much. Just wanted you to know, this past Wednesday, we had a great time with our prayer service. Can I just tell you, wow, worshiping, being led in worship by our children was powerful. And I, I know we're starting summer, and people are on vacation and, and going places, but if you can make, the next one is coming up. Uh, remember, it's the second and fourth Wednesday of the month, the 24-7 Disciple. So the next one is June 23rd. Please join us and just experience the time of prayer and worship with our children, and this is what we're going to do, because it's so exciting. I wanted to just do everything possible to motivate you to be here. We're going to make my wife, have I told you she's a good cook? <laughs> she's a good cook. She is going to make her famous taco salad. Now, I, I'm sure some of you are like, well, what's so special about taco salad? Well, come June 23rd to find out what is so special about the taco salad. And all, if you want to, uh, so we're going to offer that to you, and you can give a donation or not, but all donations for that meal will go to our BGMC and Speed the Light. That empowers our missionaries across the world with vehicles and equipment. So put it on your calendar June 23rd. And, boy, we just love eating around here because the Horizons is getting back together. Who's excited about the Horizons? I'm excited about the Horizons. The last Sunday of June, so that's uh, June uh, 30th, no, not 30th, uh, 27th, June 27th is coming. So if you want to be a part of the Horizons, those are our seniors' uh, luncheon. Please sign up so that we have enough food for you. That is coming up really, really quick. You can always give online, and you can hit the giving button online if you'd like to give, or if you'd like to connect with our church, you can hit the connect button in here. You can use a, a card to uh, fill out. I expect this second row here to start filling out lots of those. These are friends of mine from my church that I grew up in, in Blue Island, Illinois, and so they're here and they're enjoying being here. But if you're new and you want to grab a, a 
the, the scripture verse that I wanted to share, that if you've ever been forgotten, if you've ever been left out, if you've ever been passed up or walked on or stepped on, I want you to know that Jesus Christ is choosing you. That the Lord of heaven and earth has chosen you. He loves you. He cares for you. He's looking for you. The Bible says that the creator of the universe is standing at the door of your heart and he's knocking on your door. You know, the news may not be knocking on your door. Your boss may not be knocking on your door. You know, your friends may not be knocking on your door, but Jesus Christ, the one who died for you, the one who rose again, the one who's creating a heaven, a perfect heaven for us, he is knocking at your door. And I pray this morning that you're humbled. I pray that you will receive him. And so I just wanted to remind you that these disciples, they were just common people. So let's pick up this story in Luke chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. And it says, One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. Now when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, We worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing, but if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout from help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. And he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with them. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. I want to go back to that very first verse and the, very, the first two words of that verse that said, One day. Now, just those two words alone, we can spend a couple of hours on because that's an important little phrase, one day. Because that phrase, one day, what that phrase represents is destiny. Destiny, that's what that phrase represents. Now, for, the, for Andrew and James and John and, and Peter, they had many days at the Sea of Galilee. And this was just a, another day to, to smell the beauty of the ocean, the, the sea, to, to embrace the pains of hard labor. It was just another day to work hard, to hopefully put food on the table once again. It was, it was just another day until they met Jesus. Until they were face to face with the Christ. And that day became the most important day of their life. It was a day of destiny. 
And I want to tell everybody here and everybody online that you have a day of destiny. The Bible declares that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Every one of us, we are destined to stand before Jesus Christ. We are destined to see him face to face. We are destined to come into his presence. That is our destiny. Some people might think, boy, the day I get my corner office job, uh, my life is going to culminate in that moment. When I, when I finally work hard enough and I retire and I do what I want to do, then, then my life has reached the apex. I'm going to reach the climax of my life. Other people today, right now, there's many individuals out there that are working day and night to become a professional athlete. And they're waiting for that one day when a professional team drafts them and says, we choose you to be on our team. But can I tell you today that those lives will not culminate in the corner office job. That day will not culminate when a professional sports team calls them on. But all of our days will culminate the day we stand before Jesus Christ. Before we stand in His presence and we have to see Him. I can tell you today that that day will be a glorious day for those who believe in Jesus Christ. Because you chose one day on earth to follow Jesus. Our whole life is being built up to know Christ. Our whole life is going to culminate the day we stand in Jesus' presence. So let me tell you today, our lives have prepared us to hear God's call. Will we obey is the question. Our whole life is leading up to this very important moment. Your whole life was working up to the day when you first heard about Jesus Christ. There was no more important day than when you first heard about God's love. That was the most important day of your life. And I'm sure you have many days on this earth that you hold dear in your memory. But there is no more important day when you decided to follow Jesus, when you decided to leave everything to follow the Creator of the heavens and the earth. That was your most important day. It wasn't when you graduated high school or college. It wasn't when you got your first job. It wasn't when you paid off your bills. It won't be when you pay off your house. The most important day of your life is when you accepted Jesus Christ into your heart. Because when you did that, you took care of your biggest problem, which is sin. Do you know there are billions of people today that are working really hard? They're working hard to, to feed themselves. They're working really hard to enjoy life. And they don't care at all about Jesus. Paul told the Romans, for the wages of sin is death. So what hangs over every human being on this earth is a death sentence because of our sins. And there are people out there, and I've heard them, and I've dealt with them, and they say, I don't have time for Jesus right now. I'm working on my career. I don't want to give my life to Jesus right now because I'm enjoying it. I think he'll ruin my fun. I don't have time to, to deal with my sins right now because I've got more important matters. Do 
You know, if I were to tell you, and this is obviously an exaggerated uh, hyperbole here, but if you were to walk up and, and, and all of a sudden we were in the woods and I would say, uh, you've got a poisonous snake climbing your leg. And you say to me, oh, wait, wait a minute, I'm fixing my hair. You know, I'll deal with the poisonous snake later. It's a silly example, but that's exactly what people do when they ignore their sins. That's exactly what people do when they ignore Jesus Christ. That's exactly what people do when they choose to focus on their on their money and they choose to focus on their possessions and they choose to focus on their titles and they choose to focus on, on, on the things of this earth and just totally ignore Jesus Christ. That is exactly what happens. Our entire life is leading us to God. Our entire life is bringing us to Jesus. Will you obey Him? Will you respond to Him? I can tell you, everything in your life Every moment, every memory, every pain, every joy, all of it is bringing you to Jesus Christ. That's where your life is culminating. And I know for many of you today, you've accepted Him. You've accepted His forgiveness. You've accepted His mercy. You've accepted His grace. And He has forgiven you of your sins. And He's crushed that snake for you. He's taken care of that poisonous snake. That poisonous snake that you couldn't have dealt with anyways. He has dealt with it. He has taken care of it. I declare to you that Jesus did not come to this world to condemn the world. He didn't come to condemn you. He didn't come to hurt you. He didn't come to ruin your fun. He came to save you. He came to help you. He came to love you. He came to give you hope. He came to give you peace. He came to give you a way of life. He came to give you a pattern to follow, to know peace, to know joy. That is why He to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus comes to give you life. And that more abundantly. It's the most important day of your life. The most important day of your life is when you've accepted Christ into Him, into your heart. Now, I understand that life has many ups and downs. Some of you may say, well, I think I've had more downs than ups. But this is what I know, that there are advantages and there are disadvantages in life. Every one of us have All of us have some advantages, and all of us have some disadvantages. But you also need to know that God can use them all. Your whole life, everything about you, every thought you've ever had, every word that you've ever spoken, it's just bringing you closer to Jesus. Peter, James, and John, they... Every, every day that they lived was just getting them closer and closer until the day they were standing in the presence of Jesus Christ. And when they heard His voice, they decided to follow Him. Now for the, uh, the disciples, they had some disadvantages in their life that brought them to this place. They had some disadvantages. Let me explain one of them to you. In a Jewish boy, like Peter and Andrew and James and John, they were Jewish boys. They would study the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible, the Old Testament, their entire childhood. Their, child, their entire childhood, they would study the Torah with the hopes of one day being accepted by a rabbi at their bar mitzvah. 
At the age of 12, a young man in the, in the Jewish culture would be celebrated, and it was celebrated in their day and age, and they would have been celebrated. And at that bar mitzvah, it was every boy's hope and every boy's dream to, be, to have a rabbi walk up to him and say, follow me. And from that moment on, that boy would mimic every word and every action of that rabbi. That was the hope, and that was the dream. That was the ultimate, becoming a rabbi, studying the Word of God, helping other people to understand the Word of God. There was no greater satisfaction for them than becoming a rabbi. But it was very clear from what we read in Scripture with these young men who were out fishing, not for fun, but fishing for a livelihood, that all four of these gentlemen had been passed up. At their bar mitzvah, no rabbi came up to them to say, follow me. Was it because they didn't have the, the right look? They didn't come from the right family? They didn't have enough money? They just didn't have it? You know the feeling. If only I could have hit the ball better that day. Maybe. Why did, why did those coaches pass me up? We've all been passed up. We've all been looked over. We've all had those difficulties in our life. Every one of us have, has faced some type of pain, frustration, disappointment, emptiness, some point in our life where we said, enough is enough. Why do they keep looking beyond me? Why can't people look at me? Why, why do I feel like I'm all alone? Why is there nobody out there looking for me? These disciples were at a disadvantage. But Jesus Christ used that. Jesus used that disadvantage to walk into their life one day, and, they, and, and Jesus knew that these young men were going to be willing to follow him. Now, understand this. So, again, we, when we read the Bible, we, we have to pause, and we, we have to put ourselves in their shoes again. Peter and James and John and Andrew, they didn't know Jesus was the Messiah. They didn't know that. You, you read the Scripture verses, they were battling those issues. The point came in their life when they made that choice and that realization. But at this point in their life, they didn't know who he was. They knew he was a new rabbi who was stirring the waters. But because of their disadvantage, but because they had been looked over, because nobody else wanted them, because they were finally given a chance to, to achieve something that everybody would say, wow, look at Peter, he's following a rabbi, he's been chosen. Wow, look at John, somebody finally picked him. He's somebody. Wow, I wish I had a rabbi. Because they wanted that, they were, they were willing to, to leave everything as old as they were. And they weren't very old, but in that time and age they were old. They were willing to leave everything to follow Jesus. I pray that God will come into your heart today and know this, that every disadvantage you have, every brokenness, every, every time you've been made fun of or laughed at, mean words spoken to you, I want you to know that all of that is leading you up to Jesus Christ. It's all bringing you to Him. It's all causing you to have eyes to be wide open. Every advantage of your life, disadvantage of your life, is only an opportunity for you to hear Jesus say, Come unto me, all you who have disadvantages, and I will give you rest. 
come unto me, all you who have been forgotten, and I will accept you. Come to me, all you who are frustrated, and all you who are disappointed, and I want you to hear me clearly. I'm here to help you. I'm here to love you. I'm here to give you hope. When everybody else has forgotten you, Jesus is here. That makes me want to follow him all the days of my life. I know when I, when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, that was a clear indication in my life that God was filling me, that God was choosing me. I had been forgotten before. I could tell you story upon story about how I'd been forgotten. But in that moment, all of that went away. It went away. And the confidence I have today is not in me. The confidence that I have is in Jesus Christ because he has accepted me. And he's with me. And he's for me. And he's not against me. And he won't let me fall. He won't let me falter. So every disadvantage you have today, bring it to Jesus. Bring it to him with all of your heart. Now, there are some advantages, too. And I want to talk about those really quick. The same, I kind of shared with you already the, the advantage these disciples had that day. That was one disadvantage. They also had an advantage that day when they saw Jesus Christ. I shared it with you again. The advantage that Peter, James, and John, and, and Andrew, that they had was that they were a part of a culture that wanted God more than anything else. They wanted to follow the laws of God. They wanted to obey His commandments. They, they upheld the Word of God. The Word of God to them was the ultimate and to teach it was the, the top job. That was the number one career. And that was an advantage they had. And that's why that day when Jesus said, hey, come follow me, they said, yes, absolutely. Now, there are some advantages in your life today. And I pray that those advantages will draw you to God. Now, here's the reality. There were many, many, many other Israelites that had the same advantages of of Peter and James and John and Andrew, but they those advantages did not help them. Those advantages clouded them. They wanted God so much. They wanted the, the Word of God so much that they began to put that above God Himself. Their hunger and their desire be, probably began with, with, with sincerity. But somehow and, and through life, maybe through disappointment, maybe through just, just life as it goes on, somehow they began to put the pursuit of God above God himself. Because when these Pharisees and Sadducees, when they see Jesus Christ, they want to kill him. You're, you're taking away our law. You're taking away our way of life. You're getting rid of our traditions. It's because they couldn't see Jesus. Let me explain it to you this way. Uh, when I was in Utah, I had the privilege of working with our governor, Governor John Huntsman Jr., and his wife, Mary Kay Huntsman. Uh, Mary Kay Huntsman, had, as most governor wives and, you know, like our president's wives, you know, they all choose kind of an area that they want to focus on. And, and so Mary Kay Huntsman, she chose to go and to build up students in high schools. She recognized teen suicide was on the rise drug abuse, all of those things that you know of happen in Utah as well. 
And so she wanted to do something positive for these kids, and I, I had some connections, and those led me to get to know her, and so she asked me to join her team, and so I, I got to meet Governor Huntsman and Mary Kay and work with them as we would travel to different cities, and we would hold these big events, and the schools would bust in the students, and we would put on these, what we would call the Power in You assemblies for them. Now, John Huntsman Jr. had great privilege. He had great financial privilege. And that was because his father, John Huntsman Sr., was the owner of a multi-billion dollar chemical and plastic company. But John Huntsman Jr. did not use his privilege to live a life of self-indulgence. John Huntsman Jr. did not use his privilege to say to, did not use his privilege to, to be blinded by the issues of society. John Huntsman Jr., he had enough money just to coast through life and totally enjoy it above, above, above all of us put together. He had no reason to care about anybody else. He had enough money to enjoy life. But John Huntsman Jr. used that privilege to see life clearer. That's why he sinned. And that's why his wife would go to these schools and bring together other community leaders to help students. And so today, maybe all of your bills are paid for. Maybe your retirement's planned out for you. Have a house, at least a car, air conditions working. You don't have to think about what you're going to eat today. Hardest decision is where you're going to eat today. But just because we have all of those advantages in life doesn't mean we need God less of those who are disadvantaged. Just because your life is all put together doesn't mean you don't need God. God, I've got this figured out. I'm here at church. See, I'm doing good. But the rest of this week, I'm going to do my thing. No, there has to be a recognition of I have this blessing and I am blessed because of God and I need Him. And the reality is He has poured out His love in my life and so I want to love Him more. I want to serve Him more. I want to give more. That was the heart of John Huntsman Jr. He had received so much that he knew he had a responsibility to give, to love, and to serve. Don't let your advantages of life cloud your picture of Jesus Christ. Because if you are truly seeing Jesus, our Lord and Savior, if you can truly see His love on the cross, if you can truly see what He has done for you, when He calls you, guess what? You're going to answer. I know she doesn't want this, but I'm going to talk about Terry just for a minute. And what happened yesterday a call to help our seniors. And it was hot. <laughs> I mean, the people, the volunteers that were there, there, I mean, their shirts were soaked. There wasn't a cloud in the sky. Terry promised that it was going to rain. and <laughs> uh, No, she said it was going to be later, but it was, it was hot. What causes people to go out in the brutal sun on January on a Saturday to serve seniors? with yard work. What causes that? It's a clear picture of who Jesus is. Terry has a clear picture of who Jesus is. She knows that she's 
along with disadvantages. She has advantages along with all of those other people. I have disadvantages, but I also have advantages. And I know all that I've been given only brings me to the place where I say, Lord, how else can I bless people? Everything that I've received, God, I want to I give back to you. And I pray that you will allow your advantages to humble you. Allow those advantages to, to bring you to your knees every morning. God, I have a job. I can't believe it. I'm going to walk into an air-conditioned car and then an air-conditioned office. I can't believe I have these advantages, God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. My, my wife uh, was sharing uh, two weeks ago how her father was encouraging her because there were some family issues, but, she, but her dad was saying, he was just encouraging her and saying, don't you realize we're blessed? Here's a man that was dealing with difficulties in his family, and he was declaring, no, but we're blessed. And he began to lift up those advantages, and, and that didn't cloud it, but it became clear. He's like, look how God has been good to us. How can we not serve him? How can we not love him? How can we not make sacrifices? How can we not serve other people? How can we not tell other people about the love of God when we've received you today to be like one of those disciples. Follow him. Now next week is Father's Day and I'm going to finish this story next week because there's two important points that I I believe are going to really just encourage fathers. They're going to encourage every one of you as well. So make sure you're here. Bring your father. Bring a father. Bring somebody next week. We have some special treats. And uh, I'll just leave it at that. So don't miss next week. But I'm I'm going to finish this sermon next week. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up at this time. So every disadvantage of your life, every advantage of your life is leading you to Jesus. The most important thing you can do today is come into the presence of Almighty God. There's nothing more important. That doesn't mean you won't do any other things. Guess what? I'm going to a Cubs game tonight. I have a friend coming from Utah. He's never been there. We're going. I'm not saying you you, know, you can't do anything else. What about I, what I am telling you, and the most important thing I will do today is love Jesus. And when I have that mentality, guess what? When I'm at that Cubs game, God wants to use me to help somebody or defer to somebody or to give to somebody. I'm going to have no problem doing it because the most important thing that I can do is love people, not be at a Cubs game. That's the most important thing you can do in your life is love people because you've been loved by God. Would you stand with me and let's pray. Father, I just ask you in this moment, I ask you, God, that you would speak to our hearts and speak to our lives. Father, there's been some disadvantages in our life and there's been some advantages and I pray all of them would bring us into your presence this morning. There's no more important decision than deciding to love you and to hear your call. And just like those disciples that day, Lord, we're willing to leave everything. We're willing to leave it all to follow Jesus. So I pray you'll speak to hearts online, and you'll speak to hearts in this room. May we hear your voice. May we realize it's not my bills that's most important. It's not my struggles that I need to deal with right now. I need Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. 
I want to live for my Lord and my Savior today. Oh, God, open our eyes. May every disadvantage and advantage we've ever had make your picture clearer in our minds. We pray it in Jesus' name.
to say thank you for your, your faithfulness, for, for your prayers, for all that you've done, for, uh, for serving uh, in every capacity that you are, for our kids. Uh, we know that we can't do it on our own and that God has to be faithful to us and these kids that are being put here. We want to invest in you guys. stepping out in faith to North Carolina, we know that God has another place prepared for us. And I just want to encourage you to stay the same here, to continue to serve and to call, to continue to be faithful, because we serve a good God. And we've been so blessed, especially in the past weeks and months, just hearing the Spirit of God. And He, he desires more. Questioning whether that's that's real and that's possible from a, from a skeptic, from someone who doesn't take anything at face value, it is possible. And it is real. And the Holy Spirit is there. And He wants to fill you up. And He wants to show you things that He can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. And I can imagine some pretty amazing things. So if it's more than that, that's pretty crazy. But more than that, we just want to say thank you for, for all these years. Was just saying to me that it's been 19 years for her, and, uh, and we're we're sad to leave, but we're we're obviously thankful just for that investment that has been made at this at this church in every way. So thank you very much. I definitely sense it. God's doing great things. He's moving in our hearts. He's moving in lives. He's moving everywhere. It's all about Him. It's all about meeting Him. So if you want to come up for prayer, if you want to meet Jesus for the first time, you want me to pray with you, I'll be glad to. Maybe it's a disadvantage in your life that's been got, that has you down and out. You, you need me to come. I'll pray with you. But let's just ask God just to work in our lives. Father, we thank you has been spoken. And I pray, oh God, everybody here would just receive that word into their lives. I thank you, God, for Trevor and Andrea and the kids. I pray, oh God, that you will watch over them. Bless them. I thank you, God, that each of them have their destiny is secured in you, God. Their life has been, has been set up because they have followed you. There was nothing more important than you, Jesus, in their life, so you've taken care of all of their issues. Yes, God, there's disadvantages. We all have them. But you've used those to help us to see you. And I thank you for blessing them. Watch over them. Protect them. Be with the family, oh God. Watch over their travels. Just thank you for their lives. Father, I just pray for each one here and online. And I just pray that every one of us would not miss that one day. That one day that I decided to follow Jesus. That one day that I turned over that situation and I no longer carried it on my own, but I, I gave it to Jesus. 
I no longer had to deal with it. God, speak to hearts and lives. Bless your people. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being here. God bless you.